0: Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years. Searching while hiding. Only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans.
1: I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose listening to episode 31 of Fatalist, a podcast devoted to the Supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, sitting across the table, as always, to delve into the intricacies of this week's episode. Welcome, Wayne. Rock on, Dave. All right, man. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been. 10 or 11 days, I think. A little, and, uh, yeah, a
0: little hiatus, mini hiatus there.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, I threw up the... Supernatural pilot preview, hopefully keep the fans occupied. And yeah, I just I listened
0: to that again today. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, it was it's short, good. but uh, a lot to it. it it's um,
0: funny hearing me talk about Supernatural before I watched any of it, and I kept referring to the two boys or the brothers. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't say like Sam and Dean. You
1: know, Well, just... it's funny because that was one of the first ones we did. That might have been episode four of Fatalist. Yeah, it was early days. and. You know, I think now when we get back to the pilot previews, I think we'll probably include a, a few more specific details. But, you know, hey, we were young, inexperienced podcasters at that time. Yeah, and but
0: it was heartfelt, though, man. You could see it, you could feel the love.
1: Well, I mean, I, certainly on your end, because I think you got yeah. the season seven in about a month and a half. That show is so good.
0: So I think I'm thinking of doing a rewatch this summer.
1: Well, I think nine uh, uh, season,
0: no, is it eight? eight season? Eight season right. you're
1: They're in eight now. Yeah. I'll tell you that gets tough. I used to do that with X Files every summer. Mm-hmm. And by the time you got to season seven and eight, that was a lot of X Files to watch in, in okay. one summer. But um you watching anything else? Yes, indeed I
0: am. Well, <clears throat> we uh Yeah, you know, we watched the pilot to the UK being human and I was I loved it. We still haven't talked about it. I was gonna yet.
1: say and, and that of course is Danielle's fault. It is. It is.
0: I, I have an idea of maybe how we can get this this thing done, so we can actually talk about being human. But anyway, so it was. It was. You know, I I love the pilot, and uh, and I look, and it's like this is not hardly a commitment at all. Four seasons, each season's eight episodes long. I'm like, wow, this is easy peasy. Yeah. The episodes are a little bit longer though. They're like a full hour long rather than your. Forty-five minute episode that you're
1: used to, but and, uh, and the listeners are going, yeah, 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 we've heard this before. <laughs>
0: so, uh, but it was awesome. So I, I just finished uh, season four, which will get me caught up to where they are now. And now I just have to wait for uh, BBC America to bring it back stateside. I think it's it's showing over in the UK right now, and um, so I don't I don't I don't understand why they're I don't I don't get. When they do that, they do that with some shows, like Merlin. They do that with too, where they they show the whole thing in in the UK, and then a couple months later, and like with uh, Sherlock, it's the same thing. You know, really? they show it in the UK, and then like three months later, they release it in the US. I don't understand why they do that, except for like we talked about last week. You're just you're begging people to pirate it. Right? Like Sherlock is huge. If you're going to release in the UK first, you might as well just don't don't bother right. in the states. Right. Just let it go viral and and. People will share it online because that's what they're doing.
1: We don't understand. Well, now y- you have, do you have Verizon or do you have Comcast at home? I got Verizon. You got Verizon. Okay. Um, you know, I have Directv for a long time out in the boonies here. I didn't have much choice other than to go with either. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got we have. Uh, I can mock because I grew up in this place. Yeah. So I, I, I can freely make fun of it. But uh, anyway, I, we get these little notices. On you know on on the uh, TV so that you know here Fox's channel
0: oh, actually it's channel oh, yeah. 45. yeah yeah Fox does that BS all the time I was watching the following last night I was so annoyed because they did that with Fringe all the time Do you too. know what I'm
1: talking no, about? you don't know what I'm talking about
0: Maybe not All right go ahead
1: Okay Sorry. so so they've got channel 45 and then they've got channel 45-1 and channel 45-1 tells you that you know TV is not able to come to an agreement with fox and the cw so you may be losing those channels
0: yeah yeah, yeah that, that's that's what i was thinking okay yeah.
1: well they may be losing a customer if they you know i mean come on.
0: it's not gonna happen it's fox know. does this every time their contract comes up with a company they do it amc does it all the time too with the walking dead and they say you know Verizon or or Directv or whoever is you know it's possible that it w- will no longer be covering Fox. So Ray what call your stations now and expect everyone to end the pan and say hey I you know you can't you can't get rid of Fox and that gives them leverage. It's just a bunch of BS. Okay. You know? right. No, obviously they're not going to drop Fox. You know, obviously who uh, well actually I guess the one satellite company did uh, Dish Network doesn't have AMC
1: really. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind like, of a big deal with uh, yeah, Walking no, Dead. Walking
0: Dead, right? Like, no, Walking Dead. It's only like one of the most popular shows on television, but hey, yeah, we don't need it, right? So, but it's just, it's just bluff. But so, so, for the first like two minutes of the following, I'm sitting here, you know, actively trying not to pay attention to the scrolling message at the bottom of the screen, okay. warning me how dire the situation is that I need to call, right? Well, it wasn't even for Verizon, it's like for DirecTV, but still, it's this irritating scroll. You know, like for, and it wasn't like even small, like the weather ones that you can kind of ignore. God, those didn't, this didn't was didn't even like,
1: apply to you then, right? Really didn't even apply wow, to me. That's even worse. It Didn't apply. It was it was ridiculous. I was I was so annoyed. No, wow. uh, now for me, you know, again, I'm in season three of Andromeda, and I actually took a couple days off from Andromeda because I'm so hooked on Once Upon a Time. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I know you haven't gotten into it yet, I have, but yeah, I, but, yeah. but you're going to. I mean, trust me, and you're going to like it. And and it's just. And I know the premise, you know, it's, it's, okay, this little boy uh, is convinced that the town he lives in is actually populated by people who are fairy tale characters who've been put under a spell by the evil queen, and he goes and finds his birth mother and brings her back, and he's trying to, you know, and I know that sounds, but what they do is it's very Lost-like, which is not surprising since it's put together by a couple of the lost writers, you know, and they keep doing flashbacks, except what they're doing is they're flashing back to the fairy tale, and you learn, for instance, you know, how did Rumpel Stilskin get to be the bad guy, you know, the usurer, uh, the loan shark that he becomes? And, right. and you find out that it's a really human story that that got him to that point. Um and then we did Grim, right? Yeah. Um and I know I've read a few things you know, on the uh, internet, since I've gotten into Once Upon a Time, talking about how, oh, there's not going to be room for two shows like this. But, I mean, when we – now, admittedly, we both only saw the pilot for Grimm. Yeah, I
0: haven't watched anything besides that. Okay,
1: and, and as I recall, and again, that's been a while, too, that it was almost more like kind of a procedural. Right. Right, that the Grims were basically yeah. – monster yeah, i mean or, they, they
0: had we saw like that overall story arc that they had going here but that at, at its core it was just basically a, a police procedural yeah but not uh, a very good one at that
1: well you know i mean, <laughs> I, I guess it's doing okay though so yeah, yeah
0: no i, I shouldn't knock it because yeah. i know there's a lot of people out there that like it, it yeah. is it seems like i don't i have no i, I don't think is there, are they renewing up, up shows for next year yet? you know i'm like, not sure yeah, so I don't know what they're doing, I but I know read, Once is doing very well at all. Yeah,
1: really well, um, and and so
0: well, it's funny also because Community is finally back, and so I was catching up last night because you know while I've been away, you know, dilly dallying with uh, being human, I've been kind of ignoring the stuff that's actually on right now. Uh, so I went back and, and caught up with Community, and so last night I'm watching the Halloween episode. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it just it's just. It just sucks, you know. Yeah. It's I mean, not sucks. You mean how was, far behind funny. you are? Well, no, that was the la- the latest episode. Oh, was a Halloween themed one because like you know, NBC apparently was going to start him off in the fall, and run like the thirteen. You know, they gave him the thirteen episodes. They're supposed to run in the fall, so they filmed went ahead and filmed this a Halloween episode. Except then NBC says, "Oh, well, no, we're going to wait. You know, until Thirty Rock is done, and we'll start you guys in that time slot." In the you know in the winter and so now here it is February watching the you know the Halloween episode so I guess we're going to get the Christmas episode probably in like No, you figure though they've May. got
1: they've got them all in the can they just right, haven't so, yeah heard them. I'm okay. assuming they got them all in the can wow well that's, that's so it's uh, just
0: another way of like here's this show's last gasp and just you know NBC trying every way possible to make their shows fail yeah you know it's like they're actively pursuing failure no wonder they are where they are you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and I'm okay. I'm not going to, I've gone off on this ad nauseum I know. Uh, as uh, people who listen to this now, it's, it's a, I get a little bit passionate about these things. So I'm just going to let this one go and refer you back to our previous podcast. Probably actually just the last one. I think I went off again,
1: the last 10, <laughs> um, but Oh, and then we forgot, we both forgot arrow, which we're still both loving yeah. a lot. And of course you forget to remind me every week. So I have to watch it. Right. Well, I do
0: the-, the next day when I come yeah. in Thursday and say, wow, did you see Arrow? You're like,
1: ah, yeah. man. You know, of course, that's not exactly how I word it. but Right. Yeah. But,
0: you know, I mean, right. you, you know there is this feature where you can you know, set to record the whole series. Oh, you yeah. don't have to... Think about like uh, when you know, it's on.
1: I, I don't have very much room on my DVR these days because of the Jody Arias trial. <laughs> oh, boy. That uh, my wife is Is, is that still going on? on? It is it's still going, going on. on it's day two of the prosecutor interrogating her or cross examining her, I guess. Uh, but, you know, right there, I'm recording nine hours a day. Jeez. And of course, you know, yeah. will you have all your. St- Okay, anyway.
0: So I'm, I'm yeah, running out just, of room. I I know I also have do not have much of a, a leg to stand on. I just I had to break that cuz now that it's hockey season and when we record hockey games it takes up a big chunk. So I've had to delete a bunch of I Dr. Who and Fringe can't get touched, but uh you know, I went through and deleted the last couple episodes of
1: Walking Dead. Yeah, well, I deleted Fringe. Oh. But uh, yeah, I know. I know. Well, maybe I didn't. I definitely didn't. Well, the DVD
0: comes episode. out not too long from now. I think early May, I'm thinking, that the DVD comes out. So you don't have long
1: to wait. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, you got anything else before we get to the news? Um,
0: no, well, a couple of things are news-ish, but you might be mentioning them.
1: Well, no, we're going to take a different tack tonight. Uh, we're going to eschew the usual. I know what that word means. Uh, the usual news approach. So okay. why don't you go ahead and throw them out there? All right, I'll
0: throw them out there. So one of them I you know, I mean I know cuz I sent you like the email um that Dr. Who is going to return on March 30th to BBC America and then right after uh this show Orphan Black. Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch BBC America? Well, yeah. If yeah, you catch it and they've been running these very tantalizing teasers like who is Orphan Black mm-hmm. for probably I mean probably like 4 months now. I mean back in the fall they started doing it And for the show that you start to wonder, yeah, who the hell is Orphan Black? What 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 is this? And so now it it looks like it's going to happen. So it's going to be Doctor Who the Orphan Black. So that should be uh, pretty cool. And then this is not really news. It's this is something that's like news to me, but it's not news. Is that uh, Sci Fi is going to has bought the rights to Primeval New World, and they're going to show that. Now this is again a situation where um, it's actually. Is it the BBC show? I don't. No, it's a Canadian. It's it's set in Canada. I don't know if it's a Canadian show, but it's set in Vancouver, and um, it's already shown in in Canada. It's already shown in the UK. It's like,
1: what? Would you want me to update your news on that one? Sure, go ahead. It's already been canceled. What? I'm almost positive. I read that in the news with uh, Mike. Oh no! After one season. Wow. Well, maybe sci-fi won't show it. I don't know. Yeah, but now maybe they'll show it. But apparently, right. that's it. So yeah, maybe it wasn't it very good. Huh? Season. Well, you know what? The, it, what I read, and I have, I never saw it. Was that that it there was excellent character development. You know, uh, good plot lines. You know, pretty much everything critically about it was positive. But the numbers were really low. I happened to peak. Yeah. At the, the highs were like four hundred thousand, and it looks like Doctor Who does around like maybe nine, ten million so see, so you look, nice. I, I mean
0: you know that's I, I, my theory is this is that you know they, they just ditched the whole old cast though i, I think the guy played connor i i remember reading that he uh appears a couple times on this but you know otherwise they just you know basically ditched the whole old cast start a whole new show new cast and you know it's tough to and, and then plus they have like huge gaps between seasons with Primeval, you know? Yeah. So you you potentially lose audience there, and then you're also getting rid of cast as well, and you're going to lose audience there. So, you know, it's probably, we're, uh, you know, probably was maybe something they should have waited a couple of years on and yeah. get people to get a little more thirsty, like get some buzz on Netflix. I don't know.
1: It's hard to say. I mean, you had shows, you know, the cable series like uh, uh, The Sopranos, where they were, geez, at one point, I think they were almost two years in between seasons at one point, but. Yeah, who knows? Um, all right. Well, anyway, I said, said we were going to eschew the news the in the way we normally do it because we've got the 39th annual Saturn Award nominations out. And obviously, we're not going to go through all of them, but I think there are definitely some that, that we should uh, talk about. So starting off with Best Sci-Fi Film. And I've already gone on record as saying that I never go to the theater. So it's amazing that i've actually seen four of the six uh the avengers which i know we both loved Yep. Uh, yeah yeah for sure uh chronicle never heard of it yeah never even
0: heard of it not only hadn't seen it no clue yeah not a clue what what that is about
1: right now cloud atlas uh, i haven't seen but i have read about tom hanks and it is uh some sort of a time travel but not in I was the,
0: under the impression that movie was pretty bad.
1: Well, what I, the impression I got was that it's so complex that some of the storylines are so convoluted that it's difficult, and it's a long movie. So yeah,
0: what I, you just described, we can sum it up in the word bad.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> um, but it's one of these apparently, you know, certain characters traveling through time, meeting the same people but in different scenarios and different timelines and you Bad. know so okay <laughs> uh, the hunger games awesome yeah yeah that, that, was, movie, that, that, really that would good. be my choice there i think it's, i like the well, hunger games even better than okay. avengers oh I, I was gonna say but you haven't seen the list but i did give you the list today. yeah i got right in front of me all right uh looper which yeah. i like you, you liked i i mean it was okay prometheus i liked a lot I still got to see Prometheus. I do want to see Prometheus. So for me, it comes down to Prometheus, Hunger Games, Avengers. Um, I'm not ready to vote yet, so I'm going to need more time. You, uh. I just, I, you know what? I, I love the Avengers. I think it's a great
0: movie, and I love the Hunger Games. And usually, uh, especially books that are really, it, it's weird to say this, but books that are, or, I'm sorry, movies that are extremely faithful to the book are by and large you would call unimaginative you know because all they do is they just take a book they make it a screenplay blah 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 bing, bing, bing it's this mechanical process but i don't i just i really love that movie i think it's great i think jennifer lawrence is fantastic yeah felt a little bad for her when she fell down but she was going to get her best actress oscar so that's good yeah um but she's she's awesome yeah, she's, she's yeah. great she's fantastic in the hunger i just i really really like the hunger games
1: okay all right so um, uh now, best fantasy film, Amazing Spider-Man, which awesome. you saw, right? Yeah, it was uh, great. The Hobbit, Unexpected Journey, which Very good. you saw.
0: I, I'd still have to give Spider-Man a nod over The Hobbit.
1: Life oh, of Pi, which not only did, have I not seen, I have not read. I read the book. Book. It was a good book. Didn't okay. see the movie, though. Uh, Ruby Sparks, never heard of it. Nope. Snow White and the Huntsman. I, I saw it and I liked it. I mean, it, you know, it's it's probably not going to be as good Kristen. as Spider-Man. Well, yeah, but I still liked it. I mean, it was in look. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Yeah, her, well, but, and
0: you know. plus they got uh, Thor in there
1: too. Yeah. Uh okay. and then Ted. I mean, really? All right.
0: That that's that's supposed to be a pretty funny movie yeah, I well, do want to see that. This is uh despite his performance at the uh, Oscars last night, uh, Seth MacFarlane is a very funny individual.
1: All right. Well, you know, we're going to skip over a couple of the other categories because we'll we'll never get through this. All right. Best actor: Christian Bale, Dark Knight Rises. Awesome. Um, yeah, he was pretty good in that. Now, Daniel Craig, not my favorite James Bond. This is for uh, Skyfall, but yeah, he's okay.
0: Yeah, he's he's. I, I give him number two in the list. Of, All right.
1: Now, Martin Freeman, you saw Hobbit. Yes.
0: Yeah, uh, he was great. He's Martin. I, I love Martin Freeman as an actor. Um, I, he was actually, he played Arthur Dent in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Oh, you mean the, the movie. The not movie Did you right. ever see the original BBC? Oh, yeah, yeah. BBC? I got it on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman for Les Miserables. Yeah. Really? Well,
0: you yeah, know, he, I, I don't know. He's a good, so I like I Hugh once, Jackman.
1: All right, maybe they put that. All right. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Looper. He was pretty great. He you know, was and, awesome. And, he uh, was, he was. and again, I don't know if they're up for makeup, in, in, in for Looper but they certainly should be and then
0: especially so that the, the makeup was really subtle you know it's like they didn't go to create they just made these little alterations to his face to make him look more like more believable as a young Bruce Willis but
1: yeah that was alright now uh you you probably don't buy a lot of these like magazines that you see at the grocery store for like 2.99 the uh, not not the tabloids but the uh, you know like us magazine and, and
0: I, I, I in fact don't buy any
1: of this. well i take them either. home once a week or so because mm-hmm. you know somebody in the house likes them so yeah. what i have so basically the sixth you do have a lot of magazines around this yeah, place i'll give the, you that the uh, sixth actor i think first of all we should we should have a uh, uh, a determination who appears Shirtless more often, is it Chris Holden Reed or Matthew McConaughey?
0: Well, Chris Holden Reed does have the advantage of being in a television show. Okay, so.
1: well, Matthew McConaughey for Killer Joe, which I don't know anything about. So
0: I, just, I remember reading about it, it's supposed to be a good movie.
1: So. All right, now Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark 30, and Dowd Compliance, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Hunger Games, Helen Mirren, Hitchcock, Naomi Watts, The Impossible. Uh, you know, obviously, I think we're both, yeah. Partial to Jennifer Lawrence, though, sure. we haven't... Understood. Well, I
0: mean, you know, the buzz is that Jennifer Chastain was awesome in Zero Dark Thirty. I really did want to see that movie. It's just, just too hard to... It's hard for me to see a movie that is not animated nowadays,
1: basically. All right, now, best supporting actor, uh, Javier Bardem for Skyfall. I don't know who he is, and I have Oh, seen you Skyfall. know, did you
0: saw... Uh, did you see No Country for Old Men? No. What? Dude! That movie's awesome. He's the bad guy in No Country for Old Men, and he's awesome. Okay. He's really, really
1: good. All right. Well, I can't believe he was, I, I I'm, I'm bringing the DVD next All right. week. Now, Michael but, Fassbender for Prometheus. Oh, I didn't know he was in Yeah, Clark Gregg. I'm not sure who he is, but for the Avengers. Oh, I,
0: he must be Loki, I would say.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I, I'm not sure, but I'm going to take a, a shot. You know what? While you're talking, I'm going to look at right. Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, he was great. Once again, Um, Ian McKellen for The Hobbit and uh, Christian Waltz for Django Unchained. Um, Now, let's get over to television, which is uh, more our milieu and uh, best network television series. Here are the uh, nominees. Elementary from CBS. And, and, you know, I keep saying I'm going to see that, you know, because, you know, I like Sherlock Holmes and – Modern take on that. Have you seen it at all? No,
0: because you know. Oh, okay. I found something else. I got someone to see, but uh, you know, like Sherlock is like I can't. I just can't imagine another Sherlock yeah. is so good. I just yeah. Really, no, I understand. I been, like yeah, I see the you know the the trailers, and everything for Elementary. I'm like, well, that's basically Sherlock okay. except with a girl.
1: Is you know
0: whatever. But you know,
1: but right. apparently my mom likes it. All right. Now this is going to be a tough category for us uh fringe of course once upon a time which you haven't seen but revolution which we've both seen and we both like but obviously it's probably going to get canceled because that's what nbc does and then supernatural so uh, you know my guess is it comes down to for us between fringe and supernatural yeah and since you i don't watch you know i'm going to go with fringe and
0: I you know I, I mean i love supernatural yeah but you know fringe is final season yeah. The, the, my emotion goes with them.
1: Yeah. Uh Best Syndicated Cable Television series. American Horror Story, Asylum on FX, Dexter. Have you ever watched Dexter? I've I seen haven't. a I've seen a few. Uh it's it's pretty gruesome, but it's pretty captivating in the way that a car wreck is and that mm-hmm. you can't look away. Uh leverage on TNT, I don't know what it is. The killing. AMC. I watched the first season and got to the end and said no nope, I'm done it's <laughs> you know you, you, just not enough of a payoff you know you got to have some reveals and did you, did you watch it at no, all I haven't seen um it. you know procedural and and it was good but all right, true blood I, I watched the first 3 seasons of that and it was pretty pretty cool and and it just again it just kind of it got silly and and I understand that it got better again but you know and then of course walking dead and I think you and I both know that Walking Dead's going to win this category. It, it, it should. Yeah. I mean, American Horror Story probably – well, you know what? That's a tough category actually because Dexter has a huge following and, and certainly yeah. – um, All right. Best Television Presentation. And I have absolutely no idea what this means. I Was talked it mean? over with Mike because Continuum is uh I, I think nominated. like the one
0: that looks the, like best production values as the kid in Super 8 would say.
1: Okay. I guess um, – Breaking Bad, which I've never watched. Mike's a huge fan of that. Uh, Falling Skies, uh, which I like a lot. Game of Thrones, which is awesome. Uh, Ken Follett's World Without End. Mockingbird. Didn't Mockingbird Lane get canceled after about three episodes? Or I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what. And that then is. Spartacus: War of Demand. Uh, youth-oriented series on television. Arrow, which really. That's geared towards kids. Yeah. Well, it is on at 8 o'clock. Yeah, so. <laughs> true. Okay, Beauty and the Beast, Doctor Who. Woo-hoo. I don't think we need to read anymore. Yeah. Uh Merlin, Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries. Uh, Teen Wolf, you know, uh, there are a lot of people that I listen to that I respect that really like Teen Wolf. I just yeah. can't see me ever watching yeah, it. Yeah, you never know.
0: Merlin is a really good show. I like it. But yeah. It's oh, yeah, not absolutely. better than Doctor Who by a long stretch. Okay.
1: Uh. What? I said it's not very. Oh, in okay. Who I thought, by okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't catch the knot there. All right. Best yeah. actor, Kevin Bacon for the following. Again, you mentioned this before we went on the air. I kind of have a problem <laughs> nominating a show and an actor where we've seen like three well, episodes. I think
0: Kira Sedgwick is uh, on the head of the, the committee to well, choose these. She things. must be. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, Billy Burke for Revolution. And he's also uh, Kristen Stewart's father in uh, Twilight. Right. In case you didn't know. I that. think we've mentioned that. Yeah. Uh Brian Cranston breaking bad, Michael C Hall Dexter, Josh Jackson for Fringe, Tim uh Timothy Hutton for Leverage, and Andrew Lincoln for The Walking Dead. Um now best actress again we were talking about this but well, I
0: just need to comment cuz that okay. is a very tough category. Yeah. Those are some those are some excellent. Like Andrew Lincoln is awesome. I mean he and he's the, especially this season he's going all crazy. He's like Going all like Macbeth and yelling at ghosts and oh, stuff. Oh nice. So,
1: well, I would think yeah. it's gonna come down to Andrew Lincoln, Josh Jackson and Michael C. Hall and you know, after yeah. that. And Josh knows? Josh
0: Jackson, you know, with the uh, when he was you know, for a little bit he was becoming an observer, I mean that was some really you know, he really, you know, nailed that yeah as far so You know, that's a tough
1: one. Now, Best Actress, Moon Bloodgood, who we both love, uh, Falling Skies, Muriel uh, Enos from The uh, Killing, Sarah Paulson, American Horror Story, Charlotte Riley, uh, Ken Follett's World Without End, Tracy Spiridakos, who I love, and Anna for Fringe. So, uh, you know. The Heart yeah, says Olivia. The, yeah. yeah. The Heart says Anna Torv. Yeah. Uh, best supporting actor Jonathan Banks Breaking Bad. Giancarlo Esposito who's also in
0: It's Giancarlo, I discovered.
1: What's that? It's, it's Giancarlo. Oh, okay. Esposito yeah. for Revolution and he is uh he's also in uh I'm a side life on the streets? No, no. Once upon <laughs> a time. But he's, he, he he's like this buffoonish type character in that really? so it's really cool the the uh contrast between yeah. what he no, plays he's great on revolution though he's like so yeah. he's so mean and bad and yeah uh Todd Lassance, spartacus uh calm meanie hell on wheels and, and my brother-in-law is you know every time i talk to him hell on wheels hell on wheels you gotta see it yeah that's uh, a
0: that's an awesome show and it's like it's only like like it's very doable it's yeah. like only like uh like i don't even know it's like a not, no, it's not uh, like 10. You ever,
1: David Morrissey. Ever heard him? <laughs> okay, okay. I kid. Uh, Walking <laughs> Dead and John Noble. Tough again. Tough. You know. Oh, you
0: gotta give it to you gotta give it to Walter though. You yeah,
1: because it, it does. It looks like Walking Dead's gonna be a, a be around for a few more seasons. So yeah, I, but
0: I, I you know I heard something that they said. There's like a like 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 they said two more seasons and
1: then that's it. We're we're, we're not going past. Well. Isn't that what they said with Supernatural after season five? True. But you never know. Um, All right. Best Supporting Actress, Jennifer Carpenter, Dexter. She plays uh, Dexter's uh, adopted sister. And it's a really weird dynamic in that show, but I really do like her. Sarah Carter, who I love. uh, Falling Skies. uh, Anna Gunn, Breaking Bad. Laurie Holden, Walking Dead. Now, Obviously, I don't watch Walking Dead, but Laurie Holden was in X Files, and oh gosh, I can't remember what her character's name was. But you know, she was uh, along, uh, she was aligned with cigarette smoking man, as I if I recall correctly. Hmm. Jessica Lange, American Horror Story, and Beth, I guess it's Reese Graf for Leverage. So I got to give it to
0: Laurie Holden because uh, you know. She she plays Andrea in uh, The Walking Dead, and she has been kind of shacking up with David Morrissey, and so there's actually been quite a bit of underwear scenes. And last last night's episode, she was flat out naked. Oh. I mean, you don't really, you know, obviously you don't see anything, but still, you know, for her courage in removing her clothes, I think Laurie Holden should get the nod here.
1: All right, um, yeah, I'll go with that. Although Sarah Carter. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, so you know, it's the, the, so not all inclusive in terms of the categories for film and TV, but you know, certainly ones that are applicable to fans of uh, what's the show we're supposed to be talking yeah, about I here tonight? Lost, Lost Girl, Girl, Girl has um, Gone Wild. Uh, it's Ger- only twenty nine minutes in, and we still haven't talked about that's Lost right. Girl, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, but
0: anyway, I, I found out who our, our, our boy was uh, back here. Um, I forget Clark Gregg plays. Uh, Agent Colson, and he's oh, who's who's killed, but yet somehow is in there's actually, but in looking at his IMDb page, I discovered the top project on his page now is Shield TV movie, oh. which is listed as filming.
1: Oh, okay, so. Yeah, with uh, what, the guy that's making Shield. What what else did he What's make? His, uh, I
0: don't know. He's some Joe jo, Joe, oh, Joe Joe Wheeler.
1: Joe Oh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah. all right. Well, listen. Uh, we'll, I'm going to throw this in now. I'm going to throw it in later. But drop us a line and tell us to you know quit all the yapping and get the lost girl at fatalistpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can check us out on the website fatalist dot com, and we've got. A big link on the right side of the page. You can leave us a voicemail, which would be great, telling us to, hey, enough jibber-jabber. Get to the meat of the show. Uh, so you did can fu- you
0: actually go through the list of Saturn nominees? Really?
1: We can save that for our release, actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're on Facebook, and, you know, we're, we're trying. And, and Twitter – yeah, I'm, I've been really bad at Yeah, this stuff.
0: Because I can only get, I can't, you know, we can't get to a, I can't access to the work. Yeah. You know, which is when I normally do most of my play. Yeah. Uh,
1: so. All right. And, uh, of course, most of our listeners are likely accessing us through iTunes. And we appreciate everybody that's been downloading Leave it. a comment. All right. So. Uh, Tell your friends. Wayne, you've got some good stuff for Project X tonight. I do. Let me just scroll
0: on down to it first of all. All right. Well, the first thing, obviously, is because this week the fay of the week is a kitsune, which is a Japanese and Korean folk creature. It is. Do you know what animal
1: it is? I well, it's, they said fox fay, right? A fox.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, right. I didn't. I, I missed that part. So yeah, it's a fox with uh, powers of shape shifting and that can turn into a human, and oftentimes it turns into. A beautiful woman. So
1: we saw. I, I think I here. predicted shapeshifter, didn't I? Well, oh, maybe that was you. Yeah, I think that's. Well, I think, well, I think we both
0: said it. Yeah, no, I, I think just, it was you. Okay. Okay. Well, I know it was me, but I was just <laughs> trying to let you share a little bit of the of the glory. Um, so as they get older and wiser, they they get extra tails, and they can have as many as nine tails. So. That was kind of weird. It has nothing to do with this one. So there are two types of kitsunes. The, there's the, the Zenko, which are benevolent, and the yako, which are tricksters and are malicious. So clearly we know which one we had here, which was a trickster. Bam. Nailed that one, too. Um, so uh, some beliefs have the kitsune. This actually was relevant, too. Contains uh, The, the kitsune contains its power in a Hoshi no Tama. Which is a star ball, so that was kind of like I was like, oh yeah, because like you know, like the uh, the Norn has her power in a little container too, right? So yeah, it kind of yeah. Um, the Kitsune can confuse its targets with illusions or visions, and a lot of the common goals of the trickster are seduction, theft of food, humiliation of the prideful or vengeance for a perceived slight. So I think we see almost all of those with the uh, I, the fake Kenzie person. I, I Her name's up earlier, so I forget what it is. But, uh, but anyway, this the kids soon, when they, especially when they talk about the little teeth, it reminded me. Oh, um, yeah. Have you ever read anything by A. Lee Martinez? No. He's hilarious. He's great. He writes kind of like horror comedy books both, and they are, well, I shouldn't say horror, like supernatural slash comedy, and they're they're really, really funny. So he wrote this one called Divine Misfortune, that um where a couple ends up like uh renting the services of a of a god, and he's like this little raccoon who um if you treat him well, then all kinds of good things happen, and if you don't then you know if you don't feed him and everything then mm-hmm. then terrible things happen to you, so he 's not a kitsune because he's a raccoon, but it seems very similar in many ways to the uh the kind of the, the stories of
1: of I know right, you mentioned feeding uh Fokenzie. She makes some sort of a statement to Kenzie that's like, well, you know, you ate three days ago. Come on, how often do you have to eat? Right, exactly.
0: Well, and she was, was she gave her the, to eat a uh, an earring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, this is an earring. Yeah, yeah. Not it obviously hasn't been around very many humans and everything, but uh, all right. So, do we want to talk a little bit about the the epic cycle, the yeah, be, cycle?
1: Because that's going to tie into you know Bose. Coming of age, her journey, her quest. Yep. We, we, I mean, we don't really know yet exactly what it's going to be, but
0: um, I'll see. I see. I actually have this little, like, kind of picture that's that's pretty good. That um, I can maybe, if I can figure out how to do it, I'll, I'll post it up on on Facebook. But you know, basically, the hero has, you know, what we what we have with Bo here is a, a rite of passage. Is she's going to go through, uh, but she's not prepared for it. You know, she's supposed to have hundreds of years to prepare for this and she's got to do it now, it seems like a couple of days. Um, and so, but, you know, a passage of passages, just as it says, where it's, um, you know, you're moving from one stage of life to another and so it ties in with, uh, you know, Joseph Campbell's hero's journey where the hero has some kind of call to adventure. There's the threshold, which is like the boundary between, you know, the world uh, that the hero is comfortable with, and then the unknown world, which is the world where the adventure occurs. And, of course, the hero has to cross that threshold to then descend into the abyss where they kind of face their greatest challenge, and then they come out of that uh, and then return uh, wiser and they come back to save society and everything. So, um, like it's, they, you know, they're clearly setting
1: up uh, Bo to... to have to go on that journey right
0: and so there's things like you know there's like a supernatural aid along the way which obviously we know the belly of the whale is going to be your you know the 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 greatest challenge some people call it the belly of the beast uh there's going to be a road of trials a meeting with the goddess which is interesting because especially you know like i mean we'll see what goes there temptation obviously okay atonement uh apotheosis where the hero becomes like is exalted gives a higher rank, um, and then the ultimate boon, where the hero kind of achieves the the goal. Uh, you know, Luke Skywalker destroying the Death Star, I think. You know. So, and then the return back to uh, back to society, uh, cross recrossing the threshold now, except now going from the world of adventure back to the normal world, and uh, you know becoming a master of two worlds, and then having eventually the freedom. To live uh and we see that like at the end of uh the um uh, of the Lord of the Rings, where you know frodo re- now makes this, basically his goal the whole time was for the Shire to be safe and right and that's they accomplished that, which they actually have to do. they have to fight one more battle, which isn't in the movie uh when Frodo and Mary and Pippin return to the the Shire um, Saruman has has taken over the Shire him and and Worm Tongue, and Worm Tongue have have taken over the Shire and have industrialized it and everything. So uh, the three Hobbits come back and they, it's very brief and uh, you know, kick a little butt, uh, chase out the the baddies and return the Shire to its agrarian. Dare I say it, roots. All right.
1: So, well, cool stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, on the one hand, Bo's been really living sort of a. a I mean, maybe not a coming of age, but certainly the first stage in in this journey, right? When she she comes from her human uh, upbringing, and um, yeah, I think Trick says, you know, you got two hundred. It's two hundred years too early, and and I think we've calculated or we know somehow that Bo's. Well, I, think, I guess she was twenty eight when the show started, so she's like yeah, early thirty now. Thirty, yeah. God, Bo turned thirty. Wow. Yeah, we missed it. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm liking this episode a lot.
0: Yeah, um, it, it was. It's funny because I, I told you the the first time I watched it. um I don't know if it was last Monday night. I know I, I DVR'd it. I think I was probably watching it maybe the next night, and I made the mistake of of. You know, watching it in bed the first time i watched i was watch it you know just for enjoyment yeah and so i was i was watching it in bed and i just it was having like and it's not because of the it's just watching tv in bed like i was just completely conking out and missing chunks of it and everything and so at the end of it it's like oh, i'm not so sure that was that great and everything but then you know i watched it again to take notes and everything i'm like oh wow you know I
1: really I like this one. Man. This is a this is a good episode. So. Yeah. And before we forget season 3 episode 6, The Kenzie Scale, written by uh Sandra Sandra I am sorry. I'm sorry. I
0: I cannot even begin to pronounce your name. But you know what? If you uh give us a shout and uh, call us on the show and let's interview you, uh you can teach me how to pronounce your last name. Oh. I would I would love that. I and I will work diligently. To pronounce it correctly. Nice approach. You like that? Yes, I do. All right, all right. And then directed by David Green, who also did Table for Faye and Raging Faye. Oh, oh okay. David, if you want to call in too, we'd love to talk to you as well because this is a very well directed episode.
1: All right. Um, you know, it's it's funny because the most recent episode that Mike and I talked about with Continuum, one of the one of the overarching themes was friends and friendship and and. I mean, that's that's, what friends are. Well, and and that's you didn't sing last week. Keep smiling, Um, keep shining,
0: (laughs) knowing you can always count on me for sure. All right. All
1: right. So, (laughs) uh, I mean, but certainly that was one of the the main thrusts of this episode. Um, Opening scene, I I liked a lot. You know, I mean, Bo's convinced that Kenzie's not Kenzie. She's, you know, kind of raging. She's, she's, I don't want to say out of control, but she's certainly out of control. When I told her I was afraid I was killing again, Bo says, you know, she didn't care. And, you know, Bo is the one that, you know, she thinks it's going to be Kenzie that's put into confinement. And in fact, it's her.
0: Yeah, that that was actually kind of neatly done, how they did that. He's like, all right, go open up the thing. And she's like, thank you. And then they grab Bo. She's
1: like, wait, what? Right. And, you know, we don't really have a case of the week but we do. I mean, you know, and and I really thought it was cool how they, they overlap the different storylines with, uh, you know, Bo, who on the one level is completely uh, cognizant of what the truth is. And that's that, you know, this is not Kenzie yet. She is still going, uh, undergoing some, you know, transformation that's causing her problems. Then you've got Kenzie, who we saw at the end of uh the episode, was it last episode or the episode Two before? Episodes. Right. Where the black smoke lost homage. Right. Uh which I guess was the yeah. Yeah. the Fox fay Right. Right. Th- that
0: uh I, I I got her name
1: in there somewhere. Yeah, that it's like Anara or Inara, yeah. I don't know, or is that the companion from Inari. Firefly? Anari. Um Nora was the one from Right. Um, so, the, you know, you've got the story with Kenzie and, you know, again, you know, the big sore or whatever it is on Kenzie's arm. And, and, you know, we've got that going on. And then what, you know, it's like I was saying to you earlier today, what I almost feel like was my strongest attraction in the stories was what's going on with Tamsin. That, yeah, that was definitely a very,
0: very compelling aspect of this one that, uh, you know, I mean, grand, I, it's almost like we're so, maybe we're used to seeing Kenzie in peril so that we don't get too, you know, fussed about it now because we know Bo's going to come in and save her. Everything's going to be all right. But seeing what's going on with Tamsin is just crazy.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, why don't we start with Kenzie? I, I know okay. I said to you earlier in the day, we're going to start, start with, with Bo. Right, right. <laughs> um I I, so I li- think of your feet. Yeah. I like the Ducky fact weave. I like the fact that they didn't make us wait, you know, to find to you know, to answer the question that yes, Bo was right all along. This is not Kenzie. And well, because I mean I I mean I I pretty much think they they
0: pretty much sorted that last episode when, you know, Kenzie ate the the peanut stuff and you know, we know that's uh, that's definitely not Kenzie.
1: But. Yeah. Um there we be see, no point letting us make this make. Well, point. true. Okay, we see her in that underground cave or right. whatever it was. Because she's a fox, right? Right, right. Chained. Okay, yeah. with you know, like a almost like a bear trap. I mean, it was that big, but yeah. it didn't seem to be hurting her leg. Just just restraining her. Dirt all over her face. Um, a few zombies. I mean, were those yeah, zombies?
0: I don't. I you know what? I, I first I call them zombies because like in Walking Dead uh there's like zombies chained up to stuff all the time okay. like there's this the the last the scene of the the final episode before the this past hiatus was um was was daryl and merle in the middle of a fighting pit with chained up zombies forming the perimeter so if you get too close to them you know you're gonna get bit oh. so i mean they do that in, in walking and, and michonne uh you know would go around with two zombies chained to her that she had cut off their arms and removed their lower jaw, because <laughs> okay. um, they it like it, it like would scare off or, or it would protect her from other zombies. The zombies would leave her alone with the the, the zombies with her and everything. Um, so it's, it's all the time. So the, my first thought was clearly these are zombies like from Walking Dead, but then we see the guy at the end and I'm thinking, well maybe these are devolved Faye. You know, like uh, maybe there's some place you can pick them up. You know, maybe there's like a Fay thrift shop. You know, you get like, hey, Deval Fay, two for the price of one, you know. See, two for the price of one. There's two of them.
1: Ah, I get it. All right. Um, Well, you know, again, (laughs) as if the, you know, the the peanuts thing or whatever kind of nuts they were last week wasn't enough. um, You know, and, and we find out in the scene, you know, this week, the ice cream. And what's, if I heard Bobo one more time, oh, I was going to like beat my head into the TV well, screen. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, obviously we're supposed to be annoyed with her, but that's, yes. that just tipped the scale, man. Like,
1: yeah. And, and this is like another thing, like she
0: keeps calling her Bobo. Now I know like part of the Kitsune's power is that they charm people, but really
1: like, are you guys that thick? Like, right. how are you not seeing this? You right. Know? Now, now back to the friends thing, we learned that, that what, Got this thing all uh, going in the first place is that the uh, the fox fay because I keep forgetting what it's anari the anari kitsune. apparently had no friends right and wanted a friend well she was nasty well things. right the uh, the the face sorority booted her out yeah, how uh, funny was that yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> and, and you know it's it, it, it's funny it, it's I know my criticisms. Criticism has been that the show sometimes just gets too silly, and that I wish they were a little bit more serious. and And for my taste, this episode was perfect. It was the perfect balance because it was primarily serious, but you know that was you know that was the the humorous scene really. Right. But
0: the, even at the end, the one girl was like, you know, I wouldn't want to be going after her. Like she said, seriously, you know. So the, yeah. the silliness of the others uh, was kind of tempered by also that very
1: serious comment at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, we, uh, find that she wanted a friend. So she makes a deal with the Norn. But as we've learned all along, and then this is, you know, this goes out through, this comes up in once upon a time, you know, there's always a catch and she loses her, what her style or she loses her, uh, her, uh,
0: like, I think they call it glitter, but basically her ability to dazzle,
1: okay. dazzle. I think that was the word. That you okay. Used. And what? the Norn does is basically bottles it and puts it on her shelf. I guess to, you know, bestow it on somebody else at a later date.
0: Same thing she did with uh, the wolf. Right? right.
1: Barter it back to, uh, to her when, you know, keep it around
0: till someone takes a chainsaw right. of your tree and you and have to it give well, it. All right.
1: And then, so that's what, uh, now that's what fell. Right. And that's right. spilled on Kenzie's arm. Yes. So we're to understand that Kenzie, was Faye had Faye
0: powers had Faye, Faye powers, for, for but a
1: bit she didn't know, but it didn't know it. Okay.
0: Which is funny because she wasn't like charming anyone. In fact, she was making, she was pissing people off, right? It was quite right. the opposite. So, right.
1: um, all right. So Fo Kenzie brings uh ice cream to, uh, you know, to Bo and, and, and I liked in this scene where, you know, Bo then, and again, Bo knows, Huh Bo knows. Yeah. Bo- oh, yeah, oh, that's right, Bone Football. Yeah, Bowen Nose. Bo- when I was
0: in college, there were loads of shirts like that. I remember my sister went to Dartmouth, and she's got like the, which I love this shirt. I wore it all the time. But it was like on the back, like it was a cartoon of Bo Jackson puking into a toilet. And Calvin and Hobbes were saying, just do it, Bo. And says, Bo, don't know Dartmouth was the uh, thing. So if there's any Dartmouth grads out there who remember that shirt and who uh, maybe have an extra one that they want to get rid of, uh, contact us at...
1: Yeah, (laughs) fatalistpodcast at (laughs) gmail.com.
0: Fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll arrange... Arrange range of swap?
1: All right. Well, Bo tries to suck you touch on her, and it's it's not clear. I mean, it it appears to not work. Well, I, or, I think or,
0: she was already there, though. You know, okay. it's like she's just like, oh, I just I always wanted to be a
1: friend, but yeah, it it uh, meets uh, mixed results. Yeah. It seems. And and uh, she says, "We don't need Kenzie. I'll be a much better friend than that human bitch." Yeah, that wasn't cool. You know, faux Kenzie does seem to be, you know, a bit unbalanced at this point. So. Well, yeah, because um, she's like slapping herself. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: why does this always
1: happen? It's yeah. like, well,
0: first of all, you're slapping yourself. That's yeah. probably uh, that's not an attractive quality in the friend.
1: Yeah. Um. But so then she hooks up with Dyson, not faux Kenzie, that is. Mm-hmm. And. Which, I mean, you knew that. You saw that coming, like yeah. almost from the beginning of the. the yeah, episode. and uh, you know, props to uh, to Dyson, you know, because he's, you know, again, he's oblivious. He thinks it's Kenzie.
0: Right. Well, I like that she does the, you know, we can just cuddle trick. And I thought that I was under the impression that was just a guy's trick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. She she pulls that one out. That's a that's a classic. And we
1: did get the shower scene. Yes, um, that was nice. And uh, you know.
0: She's very athletic back. I didn't, you know When she's got clothes, Dan- you know, she seems so thin. Dancer, yeah. yeah. And then you see,
1: she, I mean, she's got like some shoulders on her. Man, yeah. I was like, go on, Ksenia. All right, but more import- unless is a body double. More in- it could have been a body double. More importantly, what's up with Dyson's closet? You know, the uh, the old gym lockers. Uh, all right, doesn't have doesn't have a whole lot of closet space, but yeah. well, he's got a lot of vests. So he he does have a lot of vests, but. Uh, You know, so so she goes over there. You know, uh, ostensibly to be protected by Dyson, but obviously she's trying to um, get in Dyson's pants, I guess. Yeah. Right. And well, I mean, she just
0: she just wants to be loved, right? Right. right.
1: People to to like her and everything, and right. I mean, it's interesting how she does know a lot about Kenzie's life and past. You know, he uh, Dyson questions her about you know, the details of the deal with the Norn and she has everything right at her disposal. Yeah, right.
0: But then I just realized, because I guess she was like kind of there, right? I don't, like, it's, you know, it seems like maybe she knows so much about that because because her power was there her somehow. essence she was, was yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe, but. Because um, I, I just think, did really like Kenzie before, like gave her up the goods, told her all this stuff about herself and then. Yeah.
1: But, you know, really powerful scene though, when Dyson shoots her and, and kills her. I mean, it was really powerful. I mean, he did, you know, he was, he felt horrible and you know, it's not a sign a side of really of any of them that we really see very often where they're that distraught. So. I don't, I don't think he shot her. She
0: pointed the gun at him and he slaps it away and then you just see his, his teeth. And then it's like her teeth go and his teeth go and then bam the cuts away.
1: Uh, so you don't think he was holding the gun then?
0: No. I think he slapped oh. it away. And I think but you know, like in the in the fight between the wolf and the fox. Well, didn't the gun go off? Didn't we hear the gun go off? I don't think so. He slaps he definitely slaps it away. Okay. I, I actually I, I rewound it and watched it okay. to get to the details okay. of the fight. Well so then how and does she die? I think he he, he wolfed her. Oh. He, he ripped her up. You know, oh. Not ripped but you know, he killed her by his, his wolf
1: power. Okay, but I mean the body wasn't all dismembered because no, Lauren comes in and yeah. does the old you know fingers to the neck. For is the she pulse. is she dead though? Is it well, confirmed? Well, I, I think.
0: I know they check to see that she's a fae, and he. Th- I don't you know. I don't think at any time Lauren says the. Uh, that's a good question. I was I was just wondering because I'm like because was oh, today I'm wondering I'm like well what happened to the girl and like oh, wait a second Dyson thought she was dead, and then Lauren did the test. I guess the first time I saw it when I was falling asleep. I thought the test was to see if she was alive. But it wasn't. It was to see whether she was Faye. And right. they discover she's Faye. And I don't recall any, anyone making any judgment as to whether she was alive or dead. Because that seemed to be, like Dyson would say, I think I killed her. Right? He's, he's not sure. But then I said, well, because there's no, we don't see her again, no one even right. mentions her the rest of the way, that I guess really Dyson did kill her. Okay. You know? But they should have had Lauren like say that. Like, oh, yeah, she's dead. And Faye. Yeah, you know, or something.
1: Like yeah, well, Lauren's not a very good doctor, anyway. Yeah. Um, no. But did. I just was like, you know, like I put it in my notes, like, did Kenzie just lick Dyson?
0: <laughs> like that's her opening move. Yeah. Is the lick I, again? Fox, maybe I don't know, but still, that's uh, you know,
1: um, yeah. Now the other thing that that we were talking about earlier is Kenzie's arm. You know, is all of this did it resolve the problem with her arm? Because, I assume so, yeah,
0: because the, yeah what was on her was the uh was anari's uh power, and you know that's gone, so anari anari's power, so um so she got it back, I assume, and so then I would also assume then that it's no
1: longer on Kenzie, okay, I don't know, all right, um, let's go over to Tamson, okay, um. Rapidly becoming my favorite character by far for <laughs> yes. uh, for a lot of different reasons, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I guess what was just so I don't know engaging in this episode is, is the fact that it, it's sort of summed up. Um, yeah, you know, uh, crap. Where's my oh oh oh? When the Morgan shows up, I hope you haven't fallen in love with the Happy Sunshine Gang <laughs> and. Yeah, the Morgan, Uh, I just love the way she delivers a lot. But, in fact, I think she's beginning to. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. You saw that last scene where uh, Bo and Dyson and Kenzie come out of the cave and they're like kind of hugging and she's looking on, I'd say with a look of
1: longing. yeah, And and perhaps a little bit of moisture in the eyes. I mean, she really did. um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even though her loyalty – to the dark phase been you know pretty much steadfast throughout her tenure with Dyson you know in this episode, it's pretty clear she's beginning to question her priorities oh
0: well she she disobeys the Morgan, yeah, you know she kills the guy, yeah, and you know says he didn't say anything
1: right. all right, if that's the way you want to play it, right, so the Morgan knows she's lying to her, right, or well she strongly or suspects, suspects right um and You know, that's going to be interesting to see. You And and I think we've talked before, can you change sides? Right. And we don't have any evidence that you can, right? There's no evidence, right.
0: Oh, well, is it? Hmm. Right. I don't think we've met a character yet who has changed sides from one one side to the other. Right. We've seen characters that grew up in light families that went dark or vice versa, but right. I don't think we've seen anyone who's flipped. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. That's one of the things I, I think we're... Well, I'll say for the predictions. But okay. you know, there's there's definitely a showdown coming
1: here. Right. Now, she notices right away that, that Kenzie or actually it's faux Kenzie playing with a bracelet and and, you know, not sure what it means, but it Tamson becomes suspicious over yeah. it.
0: Well it's you know, I think part of it is just like I said, this this kind of charm, this illusion that the the kids student is able to to you know cast on on everyone else for some reason tamsin and i guess partly because of her status as a valkyrie which is so much related to death um you know kind of makes her immune or the plus she's probably just a really good policewoman and, and knows his details um you know better than than dyson does in this case but what i really liked was at the very beginning when uh you know anari comes in and says I Was killing again. Tamsin goes, Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not supposed to be your reaction. You yeah. know, I'm like, You're a police officer, you're not supposed to get excited that people are dying. But I just, I, I, that was actually that was, I, I was like bolted out laughing
1: when she did it. That was hilarious. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, we don't know what history that the Morgan and Tamsin have, you know. Um, I mean, clearly they've worked together in the past. Um, you know, clearly the Morgan is in the position of power, but she doesn't seem to have too much trouble disobeying, you know, the Morgan.
0: Well, but it, it, you know, obviously, she seems to again, she, she is able to really communicate a lot non verbally, right? Oh, yeah. And so her facial expressions really. Uh, tell a lot more than she says. And and we can tell that she's conflicted about what she's done and that she's not 100% feels great about disobeying the, the Morgan. Right. But, you know, she, yet she makes the, the choice and she does what we would call the right thing yeah. in protecting Bo.
1: Yeah. I mean, so we started to see the kind of behavior out of Vex to a lesser extent, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, for him, he had to be pushed into the corner, but he would do the right thing extremely reluctantly and then look immediately to get back to the other side where it seems like she doesn't have to really be backed into a corner to do the right thing. She knows instinctively, right? I mean, she goes to Bo when Bo's in the little jail at the doll and lets her out.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have to do that, right?
1: Right. That thing is not Kenzie, she says. And, you know... Then, you know, when they go on their little quest to find Kenzie, um, you know, clearly Bo is weakened, and she finally puts two and two together that, you know, she hasn't been feeding. And Yeah,
0: the minute she said, you look weak, I'm like, you know, what's coming, man? You know, just like,
1: they're definitely kissing. Now, obviously, (laughs) that could factor into a prediction. It's not going to be exactly my prediction but but yeah so so you know she allows her you know she offers herself to Bo to feed and and both of them are kind of like whoa wow that was yeah amazing or, well well
0: that's what Bo says tamsin is like whoa i i told you you could have a you know taste not suck me dry i think yeah. she said and then Bo is like i've never tasted anything like that before and then she said it's, it's kind of different yeah. yeah. So we and you know we, we we know that about Tamsin now. She said it was incredible, but different. So we know that there's something about Tamsin that is that is both dark and a uh, very secret, and uh, probably going to be like kind of like mind blowing, pretty much. And, and we I think and we're seeing some hints of what she is. I mean that the skull face when. Yeah. You know, she's doing the Jedi trick, right? On but Dyson. apparently,
1: that's what a Valkyrie does, right? That that the Valkyrie doesn't show her true self, except when she's you know, right. But doing her, her true Jedi self is, is messed you. up. Um, but you know, you mentioned you know her longingly looking at Bo and and uh, Dyson. And Kenzie coming out of the, you know, the underground tunnel in the junkyard. Uh, but it's even, you know, when, when it's like this passionate drive on Bo's end to find Kenzie, you know, you start to see her, you know, reacting to that. And Well, and then she's also
0: like kind of the mentor. We talked about the heroic journey, right? And, and the mentor is part of that. And when Bo is all like, oh, I should have paid more attention. She's just like, get in the game, you know? Like, we, I can't have you sniveling and being so useless.
1: tamsin as mentor yeah okay yeah, t- yeah. totally yeah
0: um because you know like right now there's not a lot of people like season one you had trick and dyson helping bow out a lot with getting along as a Fey. it's been a while since really they've i mean they help her still but who's helping her with her powers who's helping her you know whatever and this episode is it's tamsin right yeah who's the one who's telling her, you know, suck it up, get in the game, stop bitching and, and let's do
1: this thing. Yeah. And I mean, she seems to be devoid of friends. I mean, we don't have any indication, I mean, uh, of that. And, and the fact that she does seem to be just really taking all of this friendship in that's between Dyson, Kenzie and Bo and, you know, to a lesser extent, Lauren, who, you know, really was just kind of an ancillary character in this episode. Um, that, you know, as the Morgan hints, you know, she is being taken in by her light fae friends. So I I think that's one question that is going to get answered probably sooner rather than later. Can you switch sides? Right, yeah. Whether she does or not, I don't know, but I think we're going to find out whether it's possible.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think not just with Tamsin. I would, you know, and this, you know, I'm going to throw my prediction out now because this is basically my prediction is that Tams and Vex are gonna be faced with having to decide between their loyalty to the Dark Fae and their loyalty to their their friends. Okay. Here. And uh, I think both of them are gonna make the right choice, though. And here's my big prediction. I'm gonna throw this out there. Should I just wait? Ah, well let's do it. Go ahead okay. and do it now. I think Tams is not making it out of this season alive. Oh. I know I threw that out there with Lauren and I'm I'm not ready to necessarily rescind that. I think Lauren still might get off, but probably not. Okay. But Tamsin, I'm thinking, might get it. Okay. She just seems to be too haunted and too much with the world and I don't know. It just I think they're setting her up to to heroically get uh, get killed. It'll it be might. a
1: one a one season character.
0: Yeah. Well
1: I think so. I you think know, that, so. That but is- I hope
0: not. I really I honestly hope not. I hope not because I love I, I agree with you. I think she's a great character. And I, I hope I hope, well, I hope, we get another season to start with, but, and I hope that season would include uh, Tamsin.
1: Well, I, my prediction, since we're making predictions now, and we'll just eschew the prediction section. You just love that word. Did you just find that? Uh, yeah.
0: You were just, like, thumbing through the thesaurus? Yeah, thing? must
1: <laughs> have. Um, you know, I think what we're going to see by the end of the season is that Bo and Tamsin become really close, Not and, and not that Kenzie gets edged out but that Lauren gets edged out and it's not not a romantic relationship. I mean, right. I think I think we know that the the Bow and the Lauren relationship is is in serious jeopardy because now Dyson Love on the rocks. It, it, Dyson, you know, kind of know, you know, I mean it's yeah. all coming out now. What yeah, well, Kenzie I mean did. Lauren
0: really screwed the pooch on this one, right. you know, by uh, by not having Bo's back. And and that's the thing, like Kenzie would never not have Bo's back. You, know, you yeah. would never see Kenzie going along with having Bo locked up. And, and Lauren's a little too comfortable with that. And part of it is, and I was just thinking about this, is that and maybe we're moving into another area here talking about Bo, but I don't want to get away from and too much, but just that I think Lauren's problem is, is she's so clinical about everything, you know, and she's so analytical, and Bo is just all goes straight from the heart. Right, and mm-hmm. so it's another way that they're incompatible, so if you look at it in a clinical analytical sense that yeah I guess it's probably the right thing to do would be to lock Bo up and figure out what's going on, but on the other hand, like first of all, she doubts she doubts bo she she doubts when Bo is passionate saying they have Kenzie, she believes this you know Kitsune over Bo basically yeah. you know? and and that's that's messed
1: up. Well, well, doesn't Bo say? And you know, I'm looking here. I think I have a third page of notes somewhere. I bet I, I probably left it in the printer. Yeah. Um, but doesn't Bo say to Lauren that that you know I'll never forgive you for she, this? She does. She says that's exactly what she says. You know, and and um, I think this was a, an episode that's really going to be a turning point in, in their relationship because you know the fact that Dyson's got his wolf back. That's you know that's in play now. Sure. So. Um, now, now, I mean, as far as Tamsin goes, I mean, I, I think we've covered, uh, you know, pretty much everything we need to say there. Um, well,
0: you know, and I just think part of what she, because, you know, the, the Valkyrie would pull, um, decide who dies, and then then would decide who goes to, and then take the heroes to Valhalla. So, you know, that maybe she recognizes Bo's heroic nature and her courage. And, you know, I think maybe that as a Valkyrie, that she admires, you know, Bo's, those, those, those aspects of her that make her a good warrior.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Now Trick wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the episode too much, but when he was in it, you know, he gave us a lot of information mostly about the, you know, the coming of age, the, uh, you know, the journey that Bo's going to have to go on. But, you know, early on, he is really pissed at Dyson for not watching over Bo. And and uh, uh, it's always been your job. I thought I chose wisely. Maybe I was wrong. You know, that he's really – yeah, he's like little David
0: down there again. He, I just said he reminds me like trick. And remember, like in season one, the very beginning. Yeah, we were saying how man, I don't, we don't like this guy. Yeah. I mean, really, he's not very likable at yeah. first, and uh, and he's he's actually been kind of reverting to that. He's got they're giving some nasty well, or, lines. or or
1: is it just the grandfather yeah. slash father? So as a
0: grandfather, has got to get all grumpy. Well, well because
1: I mean, he is. I mean. She, her father's not in the picture at this point. So, I mean, he is kind of like, you know, grandfather slash father figure. And that, you know, I've entrusted this man to watch over my granddaughter. Not that she really needs watching over, but, but in a sense she does because of her inexperience.
0: Well, he's, uh, yeah. And he
1: feels let down when, what did I, Di- I mean, what else yeah. could Dyson have done?
0: You gonna do? Right. She's a big girl. He's right. got a job. She's you a know?
1: succubus. Come on. Yeah. Um, Come on. Um, so, um, you know, and then, of course, at the end he he fills us in on uh the fact that Bo has entered the dawning, an ancient fey evolution, a moment of choice that's apparently come two hundred years too soon, and we you know we learn, as you've said, uh, it's a rite of passage that not everyone passes, and of course, they show us the the Sater who didn't pass, yeah, and you know I guess we're to believe that you know if you don't pass, you're you, know, you devolve right, you devolve, and then you are. Uh, confined for, you know, the extent of your natural yeah. or unnatural.
0: Or chained up and made to guard people in a cave.
1: Yeah, or something. But
0: yeah, and I, and I guess that's what's going on with her. With the when she hulks out, is that that devolution uh, coming out?
1: This weird. Right, and and I guess he's got some sort of a temporary remedy that he whips up and and gives her, but he you know he mentions that it's only a. Yeah. Only yeah. A, stop a stop gap. gap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but all in all, an awesome episode. I mean, I I, I think they've taken us to a spot where um, I've no clue where they're going to go next. <sighs> well, I mean, what's gonna yeah. what's gonna upset me though is if they fail to address all of these issues that get you know brought up, and in some cases. You know, not not resolved, but um, you know, Kenzie's arm. I mean, let me see her arm. I mean, you know, that's hopefully we'll see that early on. Uh, you know, what's the deal with with Bo? You know, and this uh, rite of passage. I mean, that that's got to be addressed. What what about Tamsin? I mean, you know, she can't have just. You know, is she going to soften a little bit? I you know, like
0: I said, I think yeah that that Tamsin is going to you know find her true allegiance goes with this group here uh and vex as well i think because i think vex is in the same thing you know and you mentioned it and and i mentioned it before in this podcast that you know that you know vex and tamsin are kind of in the same basket here where they're persona non grata with the morgan um but then still not really a part of the this light fey because they're dark fay, so they're they're really not accepted as light fey um and I think there's gonna, there's you know conflict going on there that's coming to a head.
1: Well, what's the, again? What's the deal with the Morgan? I mean, does she want war? She just, or does I, she want just want trouble? She, just, I think she just wants
0: trouble. You know, she's like like the, she said that that one episode to Hale. She's like, it used to be
1: fun around here. You know, like
0: this is like boring,
1: a little this raping, little yeah. pillaging, I mean, and it's almost that she just wants enough trouble. You know, it's almost like she doesn't believe that the light will go to war. That it, it, it almost seems as if she's just going to keep pushing, 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 because she doesn't think they'll push back.
0: Yeah. Or that she could really care less whether they do or not, that, you know, war and death is better than just hanging around doing nothing. Yeah. yeah, you know, I guess.
1: Working with uh, tortured artists. Yeah. Which we haven't seen that she's in a while. She's so
0: great. She's so funny. She's awesome.
1: Um. Well, anything else? I'm not... Well, I
0: actually had a couple more predictions here. I said, uh, you know, I said about Tams, I don't think she's going to survive the season. About her and Vex. The last one is, I think that uh, Bo's struggle with the Dawning is going to lead her to Aoife and or her dad.
1: Well, you've been saying that for. A I've while. been I mean, playing no, that
0: with... tune for a long time. I th- I said Aoife was going to be there in episode one, and she wasn't. So, I'm still sticking with it. I think this whole thing that's going on with her is 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 um is going to somehow lead to her parents. Cuz they keep bringing it up. You know, they keep bringing it up like they, you know, and so
1: there's got to be a reason they do that. Well, you know, and, and and when you think about it, we are in season 3. Yeah. So, I don't think it's too soon to introduce her father in some respect, even even if at this point, even if we just hear about him we don't even right. have to see him yet right or maybe see him in the season finale or
0: yeah and you know i guess there's still there's there's still kind of namby pamby about getting an overall story arc going here um and that's what i thought was going to be the big story arc that there'd be some you know cruel implacable enemy that is in the shadows um, I guess they kind of did that with the Garuda, so why they didn't wouldn't want to do it again. But as I was kind of thinking, there would be this guy who's always in the shadows, messing with stuff, and it turns out it's, it's Bo's daddy. Okay. So, but I, don't, no, I no longer think that that's the case. But I do think that somehow we're going to see one or both of her parents again. <laughs> and um, no, I can't. remember I was going to say something else. Well,
1: we're you know, on. I'm I'm be- I am beginning to think that maybe we are going to go to war at some point that something, there's going to be some spark, you know, the uh, Sarajevo 1914 kind of spark. uh, I think we've used that uh, reference in the past. We have. It's a good one. um, That's going to set things off and it's going to be Bo that's going to be the light champion that's going to have to, you know, win for her side. And, and, And I think the dark champion has yet to be named. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's Vex. Vex just is not, He's Tamsin, it, Tamsin Bow showdown it, it, where well, it, you know going to have to make a choice, and because it, my prediction will come true that they become friends, and then they're you know the yes. two friends are going to have to meet, right? Um, because you know, Vex is just not heroic. he's, no, he's no. just I, not. I I, I, I could not see that. I mean, he's certainly powerful enough. Well, he was. Oh, leg cramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nasty. You right? Um right, I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah this th- that sucks,
1: oh uh, especially when you're driving yeah. uh which we're not driving um it. yeah, so you know I'm really hoping that this next episode does pick up at least at least some he's oh, got
0: they can't. well, well of they course, don't have uh, to. right because right, like when Kenzie got mad to say, oh well, the next episode, clearly it's the rescue mission for Kenzie, and no it didn't that didn't happen oh Kenzie right. was just back in the episode, so,
1: so. it could be uh you know another procedural that right. But we will see. I just Um, want to add something in. I
0: was just talking about, like, you know, all Bo's inner struggles and your father and everything. But if you remember back with the, I can't remember who it was, but the lady who, the the weaver, the dream weaver, right? mm -hmm. Dream weaver. So you thought that was her? Yeah, I did. Uh, But uh, so, you know, I'd said there that, no matter how many times I, I played back that scene, I could not tell at all, and that was confirmed. I'm listening to the uh, the Hex podcast and and uh, and uh, Shannon and Ooh, what's it Susie, it? Susie, yeah, uh, confirmed as well that there was absolutely no way you could tell okay. what the heck was on that carpet. And then, right, so I felt a little bit more justified that it wasn't
1: just me. But I am starting to think that maybe it is her father, you know, um, but or twin. I think I said twins. We did, the we time. did mention yeah. T- yeah. twins
0: before. Yeah. Um, because like, what was it? Oh, because Tamsin means twin, right? Right. Yeah. But I don't think Tamsin though. Are, are
1: no, twins. I don't either. Uh, they don't have the same facial features. No, though. no. And, uh, you know, the blonde and the, and the black hair and, <laughs> right. you know, so.
0: That's well, funny how, uh, <laughs> to faux called
1: her bottle blonde. Yeah. I was like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, all right, we did our predictions and I got to tell you, you know, the I keep trying to figure out what my problem would be with this episode and outside of the, you know, constant uh string of bobos. Yeah. Uh I I'm I really have a difficult time finding anything to pick on in this episode.
0: Oh, the reallys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine is can maybe be explained, like I'm sure if uh, Sandra um, call us to explain your last name, wanted to come in and and she would say that this happened because of the charm of, of the kitsune. But my really is, you know, like Bill comes in and she's like, that's not really Kenzie. And Trick is totally just like, oh, of course it's Kenzie. I'm like, R- really, Trick? Like, this is my really from last week. Bar tab, yeah. Hello? Right. You know, like, remember that she couldn't recall that she drinks for free at the doll. Like if, and someone comes in and tells you that's not really Kenzie, bam, right. but there's the explanation. There, well, right?
1: and I guess the, the only reason that Bo is being doubted is because they feel that she, you know, that, that she's killing again, which again, not to, you know, resurrect this, this thread, but, you know. If you really think she's killing again, why isn't more being done? Yeah. Or maybe that's why Trick is so angry at Dyson that that Dyson's supposed to be, you know, watching over her right. so that uh, she doesn't.
0: Yeah, i definitely think that that's that's part of it. But yeah, you know? and also really, it's like like you know, Trick says, "Give me one reason why you think that's not Kenzie," and Bo's like, oh, I just feel it." I'm like, "No, that's not what you say. You say." She just ate freaking stuff cooked in peanut oil and she's totally allergic to peanuts right that's that's how I know right, right. there, bam, you know that right
1: it's done end of story q e d yep, so well, um, I guess that's it for tonight's episode, yeah, I, I guess. guess, all right, well uh I said I was going to do this again at the end of the episode uh decided to throw it in early you know so that you know sometimes I know for me I don't always make it to the end of uh the podcast I'm listening to of course uh you mentioned Hexed, and and Hext is always a challenge for me and it's certainly not a challenge uh because you know I don't like what they're saying It's that, you know, they do have a long podcast and and obviously we like long podcasts. I I love it. Right, right. Uh, And and your your listening habits for podcasts are a little different than mine. You typically listen in your car. Yes. Uh, I listen some in my car, but I listen in bed. And, you know, Hexed is usually an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. And it usually takes me about four nights to get through the whole thing so that, you know, I listen, I fall asleep, then I've got to, you know, got to fast forward to get to where it was. I left off the night before. Um, but, you know, um really liking it. Um, and, of course, I, I picked up a podcast for Once Upon a Time, and, and of course, I, you know, I'm listening for 10 minutes, and they're already talking spoilers. So, like, I had to stop doing that.
0: Well, that, that's the problem is, you know, what I do is I – you know i listen to the news part which is is great and pretty yeah. extensive not as long as ours but yeah, sometimes it's <laughs> yeah it's
1: pretty long but pretty man. long
0: and then um and then you know i listen to them talk about like supernatural and the walking dead and lost girl and then and then i you know i fast forward through when they talk about like vamp i, I-, I know i i know i know you're gonna be surprised to hear this but we've gotten from pretty good reports that the vampire diaries gets a lot better yeah so it's not out of the realm of possibility that i might watch the vampire diaries someday now i doubt i would remember anything that they said because of course most of the characters mean the names they say mean absolutely nothing to me but i still don't really want to go there also you know being human the u.s being human again i don't it's possible i don't know if i will ever watch that show but it's possible so i don't really Mm -hmm. want to hear spoilers Mm -hmm. but i do there is a show in there that they talk about that sounds fascinating and we might have to it's a new zealand show you ever heard of this the almighty Johnsons?
1: i've heard them talk about it i looked it up one day yeah yeah i looked
0: it up and it looks pretty cool yeah you know i like the idea um but i you know it also looks like it'll never make it to the states at all so I, I think know.
1: I think your comment though the other day uh, about the uh, hexed podcasters is, or was. I thought I watched a lot of TV. Yeah, <laughs> holy
0: cow! Yeah, wow. Well, they are they are, they are they are committed. Yeah. They're, they are very dedicated, and and they're really uh, it's it's fun to listen to them because they're very enthusiastic and and obviously just love you know talking to each other and, and
1: they talk so. about the shows we all love. Yeah, so. and I like the shows that they talk yep. about too. So yep. So. All right, well, as we said before, you can drop us a line at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, fatalist.podbean.com. You can find us via Facebook. We're still learning how Facebook works. Uh, Twitter, and of course, you can download us through iTunes. So until next time, see ya.